Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. Here we go! Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Here we go! It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Let's go! Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. Our first Saturday mailbag of the season, and we are recording on Friday afternoon. And there have already been like three Antonio Brown stories today. So by the time you hear this on Saturday, he will have been suspended. He will have retired. He will have re-signed with the Pittsburgh Steelers. And then we'll have traded him back to the Oakland Raiders. And he'll be playing week one. Something like that. But uh, that's that's where we're at right now. He is playing week one on Monday with Oakland. I'm Adam Azer. And making his Saturday mailbag debut, you can expect to hear him uh, several times a week going forward, rest of season. Ben Gretsch at Yards Per Gretsch. Hey, man, what's up? Not much. I think what you just outlined for Antonio Brown, uh, that might be the odds-on favorite in Vegas right now. <laughs> like, it's going to be something insane. Whatever happens, we know that. Oh, my gosh. I just – I you call your boss that name, and then you get to play on Monday. It's crazy, but you know what? I guess it's good for fantasy for you Antonio Brown owners. So why don't we start with that? And what are you going to start him against Denver Monday night? Well, I luckily I don't have him. Uh, I I think it depends a little bit. I I wouldn't feel comfortable, right? Like anything can happen. He's the last game of the week. I would not feel comfortable <laughs> just putting him in my lineup and, and expecting that he'll be there. But the one thing you can try to do is find another player in this game, right? Like it's it's possible that like Deshaun Hamilton for Denver uh is available in your league if you have some late la- like uh, if you don't really have another great option and you really like to play Antonio Brown that's what I would do is I would make a transaction before the other games lock and add somebody like Hamilton or uh maybe even another Oakland receiver and honest to god I don't even know who that would be but it well, you know Ty- some- Tyrell Williams and Hunter Renfro you know- right so Tyrell Williams is going to be owned though that's uh, why. You know, he's he, like, well, I, I hate to keep repeating this to the listeners, but he's not as owned as he should be. He's less than 70% owed, which shocks me. That is kind of shocking. I So the guy that, I, like, any if Renfro's available, sure, it'd be tough for me with his first game. Ryan Grant actually played ahead of him a little bit in the slot with the first team in the preseason and caught a touchdown uh, with the first team. So Ryan Grant might be a guy, like... But if you have like a reasonable option that you don't that, that is a good player that you don't mind putting in your starting lineup, that's where I would go. I would sit Antonio Brown if I could. Okay, all right. If, if it were an easier matchup, maybe I'd fight you a little bit. But I can understand the set sentiment going up against Denver. Meanwhile, uh, Tyreek Hill signed a three-year, fifty-four million dollar deal with thirty-five million dollars guaranteed. Stephon Diggs is legitimately questionable as of Friday afternoon. And is there anyone that you'd be looking at as no, right? I mean, there's no Vikings replacement receiver or anything. No, they like only that. kept four initially, and then they brought in Josh Doxson. They have Ola BC Johnson and Chad Beebe behind Diggs and Thielen. I, I would expect that the targets would just flow through Thielen. It was interesting. Their initial roster, they kept four receivers and four tight ends, and they've talked about using more two tight end sets this year. So. I, th- I think that was a good indication that's their intention. So we, we're probably going to see a lot of Herb Smith Jr. right away at tight end. No, if he didn't play for some reason, I don't think I would go with any other Vikings receiver. No, but I do I do wonder if uh, if it makes Kyle Rudolph a little bit better of a streamer. It, it would, yeah. yeah. Uh, Jacksonville left tackle Cam Robinson hurt his knee. So if you're starting the Chiefs DST, that could help them. 
Alshon Jeffrey is going to play, and it was a biceps injury. I think there was a collision in practice, so I'm sure he's fine if you want to start Alshon. And Kiki QT has not been ruled out as of Friday afternoon. They have a Monday night game. And that's it. You know, not a lot of news uh, on a good Friday afternoon. Not a lot of news to talk about, just your questions. We're going to read your five-star reviews on iTunes. We're going to read your emails at fantasyfootball.cbsi.com. And we're going to read your tweets. So uh, just two things to promote real quick. The radio show is tonight, Saturday night, 10 p.m. Eastern to midnight. Eye on Fantasy Football. Please check it out. Please be a part of it. Call us up. The number is 855-212-4227. You can call us throughout the show for two hours, 10 to midnight Eastern. Channel 206 on Sirius. And uh, Sportsline. Sportsline is a great resource for gambling, DFS, injuries, fantasy in general. Go to sportsline.com slash join. Use the promo code HUDDLE to get your first month for only a dollar. I mean, try it for a buck. And if you, if you renew, it's $9.99 a month. It's nothing. All right, here we go. Some questions from Apple. From Heart Doctor. Heart Doctor. I'm in a 12-team half PPR league. I have McCaffrey, Montgomery, Kerryon Johnson, James White, Matt Breida, and Devin Singletary. It's pretty good. McCaffrey, Montgomery, Kerryon Johnson, James White, Breida, and Singletary. Should I trade Kerryon and Montgomery for Ezekiel Elliott? So I'm not as like concerned. I, I didn't draft. Montgomery anywhere because that was the area of the of the draft that I was kind of avoiding running backs in most leagues. But I'm not as concerned about what we saw last night as I think the general consensus seems to be. He didn't play enough, but the fact that Tariq Cohen was split out in the slot for pretty much all of his snaps for 40 snaps uh, kind of indicates that Montgomery's mostly just competing with Mike Davis for the touches in the backfield. Those two guys combined for a, a snap share of 94% of the snaps. One of them. Uh, I, I guess it's not technically that one of them was in because there was at least a first snap of the game. They were both in together. But essentially, those two looked like they were going to be playing the, the, the combination of those two. One of them would be the, the back in the backfield where Cohen would be split out. So that was actually kind of a positive sign for Montgomery. Now, it wasn't great that Davis played a lot ahead of him, but a lot of rookies this happens with. I, I referenced in an article today, Joe Mixon. He played very few snaps in his first two games of his career. Uh, below 40%. I'm with, I'm with you. I'm optimistic on Montgomery, but I'm going to tell you, I I still think I'd do this trade. Montgomery and Carryon Johnson for Zeke, and then you have McCaffrey, Zeke, James White, Matt Breida, and Devin Singletary. I would do it. I, I, I second your sentiment. I'm not panicking on, uh, on Montgomery, but I would trade my second-round running back and my fourth-round running back for Zeke to be able to combine him with Christian McCaffrey. League over, I win. Yeah, no, I actually... I agree. I, I, that was a long-winded take on David Montgomery, but I, I agree. I, I think two-for-ones, especially early in the season, are good. You'd be fine with James White, Matt Breida, and Devin Singletary as your three, four, and five backs if you make this deal. So, yeah, I would too. This is from Taco. Who should I start week one, non-PPR, Kittle or Galladay? They both have pretty good matchups. I think I will go Kittle because I just I really like that San Francisco-Tampa Bay game. The over-under is over 50 Galladay, obviously, uh, going up against Arizona. Arizona, Patrick Peterson is suspended, and their secondary looks pretty weak. And their over-under is, I think, 46, 46 and a half, which is probably going to be on the high end for Detroit most weeks. So I do like his situation as well, but I, I'm i going to go with the game with the higher over-under that's going to be a potential shootout and go with Kittle. Andrew needs two of these guys, Josh Gordon, T.Y. Hilton, and Cooper Cup. Who are you sitting between Gordon, Hilton, and Cup? 
I'm going to sit Hilton. I want to see what happens there. And more particularly, Hilton has some pretty substantial home road and turf grass. It more specifically splits oh, in his career. Point. He plays yep. okay on the road on turf, but isn't as good on grass. And they're in LA playing the Chargers on grass. So we already have the issue of no Andrew Luck in there. But now that he's you know in a road game playing on grass, that's not somewhere that he's been real successful throughout his career. I think I would go with Cup and, and Gordon here. For what it's worth, the Chargers allowed the second fewest fantasy points to wide receivers last year. You know, not to say the good ones didn't do well, but they are good against wide receivers. All right, more from Apple. Let's get uh, from Shiggy Knight. Need a running back and a flex from this group. Marlon Mack, Tevin Coleman, Justin Jackson. Pick a running back. Mack, I, it's kind of split for me between Mack and Coleman. I, I think Mack's still going to get plenty of work. But again, I really like that uh, Bucks and 49ers game. I think I'm, I'd probably lean Coleman because I'm just – Indy could really lay an egg in L.A. And then a flex if you're going with Coleman. Marlon Mack, Chris Godwin, Justin Jackson. And I would take Godwin here for similar reasons. I want, I, I want Godwin in this matchup. From Connor, half PPR. I need to pick two of these uh, three. Damian Williams, Austin Eckler, and D.D. Westbrook. Half PPR. I am, I'm, so I'm, si- not, I'm sitting I'm, Williams. <laughs> yeah, and I think I am too. I'm not super down on him. I'm, uh, I'm probably the high guy at CBS right now on him, but it is a tough matchup with Jacksonville. We don't necessarily know how the backfield is going to split. We don't know how the Chargers backfield is going to split either, but you got to feel more comfortable with Eckler at home. Uh, and then I think Didi's just, he's a strong play this week. It's close for me. I, Eckler would be the top play for me. It's close for me between Didi and Damian Williams, but I think I would go with, with Didi here. N from Florida. Would it make any sense for Melvin Gordon to try to request a trade to Indianapolis? Uh, for him it no. would, but, but not for like the Colts or the, uh, or the Chargers, they're not getting a first rounder, that's for sure. They're not. No one's going to pay the price for him. The Colts have made smart organizational decisions for the most part over the last couple of years. I, I don't, I don't think they would actually do this trade. So, right, no. Okay, this is from Brian from Parts Unknown, fourteen team PPR. Should I drop Darwin Thompson for Daria Gunbawale or Carlos Hyde? Fourteen team PPR. Should I drop Darwin Thompson for a Gunbawale or Hyde? I wouldn't. I would hold Darwin. Uh, he's a longer-term hold, and so you got to be committed to being willing to hold him for several weeks. He's probably not going to make a huge splash right away, but he still has the potential to be to work into a pretty significant role in the best offense in the league, the best running back situation in the league. For all the reasons that we were really high on him before, LeSean McCoy shouldn't completely throw those those reasons out the window. So for me, he's still the higher upside backup in, in this case all right cody from a city in illinois north of st louis and i have no idea what that would be um pick two of these three one tight end and a flex kelsey kittle and dalvin cook yeah i like kittle in the matchup don't think i would play him over kelsey right away especially with the word that jalen ramsey's gonna shadow tyreek hill i Kelsey performed well against Jacksonville last year, I believe, and yep. he's. I, I would want to play Kelsey, and I'm definitely playing Cook yep. against Atlanta, who has given up just an insane amount of running back receptions over the last few years. Yeah, and that and if Diggs is out, that might even help Cook even more in that, um, in that uh, category. Okay, so we're on the same page, Kelsey and Cook. 
Ashley L. in San Diego. Is there a wide receiver on waivers in a 10-team PPR league uh, for big upside that I can grab? Who do you think might be available in a 10-team PPR league at wide receiver with massive upside? Yeah, 10 teams actually fairly shallow. I might I might be thinking a little too deep when I say Traquan Smith, but he's kind of the, the oh, upside you're receiver. Way too deep. Yeah. Well, I, I yeah. mean, but I really like him. I, I think he's an upside receiver for the Saints. Um more stable receivers are like Albert Wilson and Marquise Lee. But yeah, I, I wasn't really thinking about 10 team here. Yeah, I mean I I think Tyrell Williams is a I mean, I, we were I, just I, talking about him. He's a reasonable absolutely. option. Absolutely. I mean I think the the uh, the Niners guys could be available. Pettis is like seventy five percent owned. Goodwin is like fifty percent owned. Metcalf, if Cortland Sutton's available, he's a he's a big one for me as well oh, as an upside play. Let's see what his. I'll check Cortland Sutton's ownership percentage. All right, let's go to our next question here. It is from Martin. He's the man. I drafted a defense late. I took the Cowboys. Who should I target? For, uh, I'm not reading this. We're gonna wait. You know what? Like, ride the Cowboys out for three weeks. And then we'll worry about it after that, man. You don't have to target a defense now for weeks four and beyond. You worry about that then. Uh, from Jeremy, I have Philip Lindsay, Damian Williams, Austin Eckler, Tony Pollard, Matt Breida, and LaShawn McCoy. Who do I start in PPR? Lindsay, Damian Williams, Eckler, Pollard, Breida, McCoy. Uh, Damian and Eckler for me. Uh, I, I mean, I could see a case for Philip Lindsay, but I... I'm not thrilled about about playing him right away, just not knowing what their split's going to be like this year. And Matt Breida is the other one that I'd have a case for. I You're not going to play Tony Pollard, and I don't think you should play LeShawn McCoy over Damian Williams. Uh, for me, it would be uh, Damian and Eckler. Okay. I wonder, though, like why you would choose Damian Williams in a super tough matchup over Philip Lindsay in a pretty easy matchup. When in, in both situations, we don't know what the splits are going to be. For Damian, it's because it's full PPR. I think he's going to play on passing downs and catch enough passes. We saw, you know, obviously a, a big splash play in the preseason. Um, Lindsay's doesn't really profile as catching a lot of balls this year. I haven't really been high on him. They traded for Theo Riddick, even though he got hurt. They had that issue last year uh, where they were still playing Devontae Booker a ton. So that was impacting the receptions for both Lindsay. Uh, and Royce Freeman. So I'm concerned about his reception upside personally. All right. Uh, Cortland Sutton, by the way, is 73% owned. Next email. We got regulators coming up, by the way. This is, this is from Truett and Pete. I'm curious about Sammy Watkins versus D.D. Westbrook in week one. PPR. Oh, it's definitely D.D., right? Definitely. Yep. Uh, from Chucky Buckle. Can you rank these for a flex and a half PPR 12-team league? Tevin Coleman... Curtis Samuel, Latavius Murray, and Didi Westbrook. Uh, I would go Didi first here, and again, oh, Coleman's over a tough Coleman, one. huh? Wow, I What's know you like. I know you like that game. I'm surprised you went Didi over Coleman. Yeah, I, I well, I also like Latavius Murray. Big home favorites, high total. It's, he's not a bad start this week as a guy who we expect to have touchdown upside. This would be a, a situation where, as a big home favorite. And with a, a game total over 50, that there should be plenty of scoring. The Saints, uh, over the last three years, have scored far more running back touchdowns than any other team in the league. That's why you like Latavius Murray. This is would be a, a time to start him. I think I'd still take Tevin, though. So Westbrook, Coleman, Murray, Curtis Samuel. That would be the way I would rank it, yep. So you obviously look at point spread 
a lot. When you- a reasonable amount. I mean, it depends on the player. So for like Latavius Murray, we're not expecting him to catch a ton of passes. A lot of his value is going to be tied to touchdowns. So you want to look at these situations. And with running backs, there's a strong correlation between home favorite uh, and running back production. And so th- there are touchdown favorites. And then you also have this high team total. So the you know I do look at that. I look at the Vegas is is thinking that this is going to be a game that there's going to be plenty of points. That's that's good again for for what Latavius Murray is. I'm so interested to see how many passes Latavius Murray catches this year. How many catches he has? Because you know last year Mark Ingram was less than two catches per game, very uninvolved. But the year before that, he had 58 catches in 16 games, and that and Kamara was still getting 80 catches. So I uh, I'm curious to see what Murray's role is. I'm curious to see what Murray's yards per carry is. He's four every year. I think he's going to be closer to 4.5 this year. I think the Saints are just going to make it's like a it's like a Mike D'Antoni point guard. Saints running back is a beautiful thing to be. Yeah. And um, let's do the rest of the show in seven seconds or less. Here we go. That's a Mike D'Antoni joke, everybody. All right, let's regulate. Very funny joke. It, okay, this I don't have a name. Oh, I don't have a name for the regulators. I'm sorry. Uh, in a league with some buddies and their family members. One of the more experienced players traded a no-experienced member, Tyrell uh, Tyrell Williams, for Antonio Brown. He gave up Tyrell Williams, he picked on the noob, and he got Antonio Brown. No one has paid for this league yet, and I told the commission I'm not paying or playing if the trade goes through. Should the trade be allowed? What do you think? Yeah. I mean, I kind of think it should, but (laughs) it's, I'm pretty anti vetoing. uh, And I I mean, I have this old story of being a commissioner in a league several years ago. There was a trade. It was Cam Newton's rookie year. Cam Newton and Eric Decker, who was like, I believe, a rookie the same year, both got off to like big week ones. And the other guy had drafted Michael Vick in the first round and had Deshaun Jackson uh, with the Eagles. Michael Vick was coming off his big season with the Eagles. So they traded Michael Vick and Deshaun Jackson for Cam Newton and Eric Decker. Decker was a, a waiver wire pickup. Newton was a late round pick just because of these hot starts. And the league hated it. And we ended up vetoing it. And we, we said, can you just throw in a little bit more? But the guy who was dealing away, Newton and Decker, wouldn't agree with that. He didn't like it. So they didn't make the trade. And it ended up being wrong. Everyone, What everyone thought was wrong. Uh, Vic and Deshaun Jackson, I believe Jackson got hurt or Vic got hurt, uh, weren't good. Newton ended up having a very good r- rookie season. I think he ran for 14 touchdowns in his rookie season. And Eric Decker continued to produce for, for a large part of that season, I think, until Tim Tebow took, took over late in the year. But that was like this big uh commissioner lesson for me that look if somebody wants to make the trade if they want to buy on a hot player or or, you know on on this kind of news we don't know what's going to happen with antonio brown you know he's come back he's apologized uh, but we're also heading into week one and he learned that he could get his whole contract voided so it made a lot of sense for him to apologize what's going to happen in a couple weeks when his contract is the guarantees are in place and everything i mean maybe he has a blow up in week three maybe this is a savvy move i don't think you can force force a veto I agree. There have been a lot of times where I've been like, oh, that is the worst trade. And then you look at the end of the season, you go, oh, remember that trade? We thought it was so bad. It actually turned out the complete opposite way we thought. But I, I well, the issue here, though, is when, you know, it's going to happen. I still don't think you veto it. But it, the issue is that the experienced player makes this seemingly lopsided trade with someone who has no experience. 
that I can understand is a little bit of an issue. But you know what? Just pay up, play, and have fun. Uh, okay, we have been officially regulated. Your emails, fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Here we go. Ben, let's fire through these from Curtis. Who should I start in my flex week one? Godwin, Westbrook, Moncrief, or Coleman? Why is Moncrief in this? Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Not Moncrief. I'm playing Godwin personally over Didi. Didi would be the second option. From JT in California, Didi Westbrook or Robert Woods? Robert Woods, again, D.D. Westbrook you should be high on, but not over Godwin, not over Robert Woods. From Lauren, flex spot in PPR, James White, Larry Fitzgerald, or Darren Waller? White. White. I mean, I think you got to go sure. with the guy who, who you know, danced with the, with the gal you brought there. I mean, he's a, like a fifth-round pick, sixth-round pick. I'm not, I'm not starting Fitzgerald or Waller over him yet. Alex from Louisville, I traded Chris Carson and Kenny Galladay. For Joe Mixon and a third-round pick should be in the middle of the round. I don't know if this is like a dynasty or whatever, but I traded Carson and Kenny Galladay for Mixon and a third. So I, I, what I'm saying is I don't know if that's a rookie pick or just yeah, next year's third. Presumably a rookie pick, but is there a question or is he just delegating? Grade the trade. He... Grade the trade. <laughs> Grade the trade. Um, <laughs> traded Carson and Galladay for Mixon and a third. I really like Galladay still. I think it's uh, – I think that's a a very average trade. I think that's a fair trade. That means it's a C. You're not you're unfamiliar with grade the trade. A C is average. C. Okay. Adam from Toronto. I have Lamar Jackson, but I'm slightly concerned about his durability. Should I drop Tyra Williams, Justin Jackson, Gio Bernard, I have Mixon, or Justice Hill to add Jameis Winston as my backup? Ooh. Uh I, I can understand being concerned about him. I don't know if I'd want to drop any of those players just to add a second quarterback. But if it's Jameis Winston, I kind of do want to. I think he's going to have a big week one against San Francisco. So maybe I'd drop Bernard and not worry so much about handcuffs. I, I'm I'm kind of an anti-handcuff guy. I'm a pro-handcuff guy. As a pro-handcuff guy, I would do one of two things. I would drop Justice Hill. Don't do that. Or I would drop Lamar Jackson for Jameis because I just like Jameis better. Don't do either of those things. <laughs> well, I, you know, like, I don't get the Justice Hill hype. Because, again, I just don't think he fills Mark Ingram's role if there's an injury. Greg Roman said this week, Mark's our starter, but we're going to play the hot hand. We're going into week one. No way. No way. Mark Ingram is their guy. Hot, this is like garbage, That's, man. I mean, Coaches I, lie. I want you to clip Mark Ingram is their guy. He is their guy. And I want to hear in like week seven, I want to hear you play that when Justice Hill scores three touchdowns. I know that you argue with me about <laughs> about uh, Duke Johnson and his durability in college. But Justice Hill really did have durability issues. And he's too small. So I think if Mark Ingram gets hurt, I think it's Gus Edwards getting more of a role. And Justice Hill will get more of a role. But it won't be like Geo. Like Geo has much more upside than Justice Hill in my opinion. Okay, well, you're going to have to cut that, too. You're, I'm going to want to hear all of this. Gio was so, so good in two games without Joe, Joe Mixon last year. He was the man. Adam, justice will be served. <laughs> it's it's going to happen. <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, where are we now? Dear, oh, this is from Justin in a large city in Southern California. Um, San Diego? It's a good one. Dear Wayne, 
Mario and Gordy. You know them? Yeah, they're all hockey players. Mm-hmm. Very good ones, in fact. I had Trubisky, Wayne. and now I'm behind. PPR or non PPR start two. T. Y. Hilton, Curtis Samuel, Will Fuller. Ooh. You know, I said I'm downgrading T.Y. Hilton because of the road grass situation. I'm, I'm a little concerned about Samuel, but I'm pretty excited about him. I th- And I'm very excited about Will Fuller, especially in this high-scoring matchup. Could turn into a bit of a shootout. Uh, I, and again, we, we just mentioned this is the same game as uh, it's at New Orleans. They're road underdogs. They're going to have to throw. I think Will Fuller's my favorite play in this in this uh, question here. I I would consider playing Curtis Samuel over T.Y. Hilton. Uh, I'm not quite there yet. I know. I get it. I'm, I would go Hilton and Fuller if push comes to shove. I think that's fair, too. I'll, I'll, let, you, I'll let you take this one. All right. That's probably the right answer. Clip it. Might have to clip that one in week eight. <laughs> yeah. By the way, philosophical question here. Since you're wrong about handcuffing, I'll see if you're right about this. Do you change I'm your... I'm also right about handcuffing. Do, do, you, do you change your starter sit strategy based on your Thursday results? I don't. Good. I mean, it, it would Me have either. to be a pretty substantial, like, I had three guys play and my opponent had two, and I'm chasing a lot of points. But I typically, no. I Yeah. You can too overcome, much of the week. You can overcome a bad game from somebody on Thursday. Yeah, you can definitely overcome. All right, from Jack. Standard scoring, Evan Ingram or Will Fuller? I have Watson. Fuller, go for the upside, man. I, I mean, Ingram's going to have a big role. They said they've already come out and said that you you should expect good things from Ingram, but I think I'm going to go Fuller here. I just don't expect the Giants to play well in Dallas in Week One. Dallas is going to slow the pace. I don't know what Ingram's upside is. I, Fuller has inherent upside. If they if he hits on a deep ball with Watson, yeah, you want that stack. From Rusty, dear Mo, Larry, Curly, and Shemp, give me a starter in PPR: Marlon Mack, Tevin Coleman, or Robbie Anderson. I will take Tevin Coleman in that matchup again. All right, this is from Sander. Need two right, two wide receivers, two running backs, and a flex. Oh, no, 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 sorry. This is not a start-sit question. Um, I have Antonio Brown and Emmanuel Sanders, but the question is, should I drop Kiki QT for any of the following? You can ignore the Brown and Sanders part. Should I drop QT for Deshaun Jackson, Mohamed Sanu, DK Metcalf, James Washington, and Marquise Brown? Um, man, I'm kind of indifferent on a lot of these guys. Maybe Jackson. I, I don't think I'm, I, I'm fine dropping Kiki Cutie at this point after they added Kenny Stills. Uh, he's still going to be involved, but he's already been banged up. He's had a hard time staying healthy pretty much his whole career. So I've, I've lost a little bit of excitement for him. So I think probably Jackson or else the other one for me would be probably be DK Metcalf got on a full practice this week. And they have such a need right now for a playmaking receiver that you might want to grab him now and see how much he plays in week one because there's a decent chance that he plays more than we're kind of expecting with his preseason injury. And if he has a good game, he's going to be a popular ad, definitely. All right, Ben, we got about uh, five, ten minutes to go in this mailbag show. So we will read the rest of these emails, then I'll hit Twitter and get some starter sit tweets. So this is from... Tom in Aurora, Illinois, Wayne's World, he says. 14-team, half PPR, keeper league. Should I drop Darwin Thompson for Chris Thompson or Gio Bernard? 
as the Mixon owner? No. Okay. Not For- in a keeper league. No way. I, 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 again, I still think Darwin Thompson has plenty of upside, especially like LaShawn McCoy is an older back. We have to be a little bit excited about him being better in Kansas City, but he wasn't good with Buffalo last year. There's a decent chance McCoy just isn't very good to start the season, and Darwin Thompson's working in by like week four, week five. And there's a, a very reasonable chance that by the end of the season, Darwin Thompson is is like a pretty big part of this offense, whether it's McCoy or Damian Williams that he's surpl- uh, su- supplanted a little bit. So he's the guy in a keeper league you should definitely be hanging on to. Matt from Annapolis says, Dear Sandler, Chappelle, Fox, and Ledger. Do you know them? Sandler, Chappelle, Fox, and Ledger are all actors, but why are they related? I mean, Chappelle's a stand-up comedian. Who are they? Who Ledger are they? Who are is they? the Joker. Who who are who are Sandler, Chappelle, Fox, and Ledger? Adam Sandler, Dave Chappelle, Jamie Fox, and Heath Ledger, right? Yeah, right. So what's the what's the threat? You know it? You Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. We gotta ah. we gotta get a Ben on there, people. We gotta get a Ben on there. Then he would have gotten it. <laughs> then I would have figured it out. Um, stood out. All right, 12-team PPR. Pick a running back and a flex. Tevin Coleman, Matt Breida, Deshaun Jackson, John Brown. I, I probably wouldn't. Man, the in a vacuum, the top two plays for me are the San Francisco running backs. What do you think about playing both of them? Like This is a <laughs> high-scoring game. I, I almost want to play both. If not, for me, it would be Jackson. I'm not as high on Brown as most people are. Uh, I just think Josh Allen's not very accurate. He definitely has boomer bust ceiling, but I'm not real high on him. Yeah, I don't think it's a terrible idea to get Coleman and Brita. You're you're more or less guaranteeing yourself at least one good player out of those two. Right. I'd be surprised if both were bad. I think most likely scenario is you get one very good and one like kind of good. Right, because in this game, in this script, in this 50 over under, they're going to get the majority of the running back work for a team that was fifth in, in running back yards from scrimmage last year. Unless his offense is just completely awful against Tampa Bay's defense, which we wouldn't expect, you're going to get production here. And you have more, I think, potential for both of them to have good games than than neither. Right. Yeah. All right. Let's do it. Let's do it. So both Niners running backs. One more email from Steve. Half PPR, choose one. Robbie Anderson, Miles Sanders, and Dante Moncrief. What is this obsession with Dante Moncrief? <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not a Dante Moncrief fan. Robbie Anderson I or Miles him to Sanders? Come out and just lay a, lay a goose egg. But uh, <laughs> I will take. I I think I'll take Anderson before we've seen what happens with Miles Sanders. We just saw it with David Montgomery this week, uh, and I, I talked about Joe Mixon a little bit. There's a, a number of other rookies that this has happened to where they don't play a ton early. They get brought on a little bit slower. I mean, Nick Chubb last year, that, a trade opened up the opportunity. But I I think Robbie Anderson's a good enough play that I wouldn't risk it with Miles Sanders personally. All right. To the tweets. Boy, I, I cannot. We have had so many. Like, this tweet right here sums up the entire show. Westbrook or Coleman have PPR? Westbrook. Okay. But it does. Everyone wants to know how high are we on Westbrook, right? And Coleman. And I mean, Coleman. Coleman sure. all over the place. All right, yeah. from Brooks. Oh, how about this one from That Fantasy Guy? Can I just say that I like your work and I think you do a great job hosting the Fantasy Football Podcast, but it was kind of embarrassing that you didn't know who Rich Rebar was. No, there's no H. It's silent. It's Rebar. just Rebar. <laughs> well, I don't know that. He's got an H in his name. What am I supposed to do? You think Rich Rebar knows who I am or knew before, before people started tweeting at him that I didn't know? I don't think he had any idea. I don't think he had any idea. And we have about the same amount of fantasy of Twitter followers. So I consider us 
equally z-list celebrities oh man okay for- i'm a big fan of your like justifying not knowing for the record this rich rebar is probably my favorite stat really? guy in in fantasy land like he's a really good twitter follow you should go out there and follow him but i love that your justification for not knowing who he is is he probably doesn't he doesn't know who, I, know who <laughs> I was so so let, here's my other justification i almost intentionally try to rely just on CBS because I feel like if we're doing our job right, we have the analysts that, first of all, they know who Rich Rebar is. Um, like, I don't need... like I, I, I rely on the CBS guys, and I like to get my own stats. As you all have noticed, if you listen to any of my starter sit episodes, like, I very much enjoy that. So Look, I agree completely with that sentiment because, number one, I, I think we do awesome work. And, you know, I'll just tell that company line for sure. But number two, I'll say that I don't actually read a lot of other analyst stuff throughout the year. I, I, you know, it's a short week every week for us. We have tight schedules Sunday to Sunday. We got to be trusting our own analysis and we're too buried in the books to even really have time to pay attention. So it's not the craziest thing in the world that there's just someone who slipped to the cracks that you hadn't heard <laughs> of, but it is funny. It is. It is. I look, I, I mean, I'm not really that big into Twitter to the other thing. I just, I'm just not. But you don't even right. follow me yet on Twitter. I do too is... follow you. No, you don't. Go, go look. Go look, Ben Gretch. Yards per Gretch. I'm going to click on your name. Does it say I'm following? Following. No, it doesn't. Yes, it oh, does. I am. Okay, that happened like yesterday. <laughs> I am like... <laughs> because I didn't realize that I wasn't following you. That wasn't oh, that wasn't intentional. It's just how I am. After the Ridge Rebar thing, you followed everybody just yeah, to make I... sure. <laughs> <laughs> right, we got to get Rich on the show, I think. Um. All right. Where, where are we here? So, Mark Andrews or Darren Waller? Mark Andrews or Darren Waller? I'm gonna go Waller, man. I I'm really high on him. Wow. Okay. I'll go. I'll I'll go Andrews against the Dolphins. They're just so bad. But fair. Uh, Geis or Sanders? Half PPR. One thing I'll say about that Dolphins: how bad they are. I think the Ravens won't need to throw a ton. I, I think they're gonna run plenty. And Ingram probably will start well this week. Uh, what did you just say, Geis or Sanders? Yeah, I'll go Geis. I just think he's gonna like they they're talking up his workload. The offense is gonna run through him. It's not a great situation against the Eagles. They're probably gonna be chasing. You're probably gonna see a lot of Chris Thompson, but I feel more confident in him getting ten to fifteen touches. There's a again a distinct possibility that Sanders just gets like five to eight touches. I don't know. There's probably more upside with Sanders. Uh, so. Yeah, I, we have I a little still, we have a little bit of a feud going on in my Twitter following. It's fun. So Parker asked Geiser Sanders, and then TJ decided to respond. Neither. Are you addicted to rookie running backs? Do you have Montgomery too? Good luck. And then Parker said, "Geis not a rookie. Nice try though." <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, rapid fire. Ready? Marvin Jones, Brita, or Penny? Half PPR. A running back and a flex. Brita. Oh. Marvin Jones. Brita and Jones. Yeah, sure. Crowder, Moncrief, Watkins, or Sanu? Half PPR, pick one. <laughs> Moncrief. Moncrief's all over the place. I, I do like Watkins. I do like the idea that because Ramsey's going to follow Hill, that might funnel some targets towards Watkins. I think he's a decent enough play. Dak or Matt Ryan? Oh, got to love Dak's mat- matchup, but you Dak. probably got to go Matt Ryan, right? Oh, no, not against Minnesota. No way. Not for me. Um, but there, right. he, he's like, right, eight, right. I'll go Dak with you. I'll ride that train. I think everybody has Dak higher. Um, I bet Rich Rebar does too. 
Uh, Rybar or Rebar? Rebar. Casey Casey Ryback's on that train. Anybody get that reference? <laughs> I don't get it, but I mean, I'm, it's you still don't fun. know Under Siege Two. What's I wrong don't. with you? You're embarrassing. Don't. You don't know anything. All right. Is it a sports movie? No, definitely not. It's the <laughs> one of the better Steven Seagal's. Uh, I was just making a joke about your take. God, Jerry Maguire is a sports movie. Come on. Okay. <laughs> T.Y. Hilton or Austin Eckler? PPR. Eckler. And Mac or Eckler? Eckler. Eckler. Um, A.B. or Amari Cooper this week? Oh, Amari. If you have a good option, you, you've got to play the other option. Damian Williams or Tyler Lockett? Ooh, Lockett. Calvin, Lockett for sure. Calvin Ridley or Mike Williams? Standard scoring. That's so tough. I got that on that Twitter too. I think I already answered that one on Twitter. But I, I think I went with Williams and Standard. I think I would go Ridley in PPR. But Williams is a, a you know a touchdown, a touchdown magnet. So I think I'd go him in Standard. Last one. This one's a little harder. Kyler Murray or Matt Ryan? Oh, Kyler. I think I'll go Kyler. Okay, I will too. I have very little faith in Matt Ryan. And that one we will clip and play back in week eight. Yeah. When, when he's winning the MVP. I'm low on him, but you, I, I, I've been low on him. I, I didn't really draft him anywhere, but you also sold me on at Minnesota is not a great, not a great match. Oh my goodness. It's just awful. Like, uh, I mean, I went through it all on the Friday episode. I, I like Matt Ryan a lot. I just don't like him this week. Um, ben, thanks, man. Welcome to the mailbag. Yeah, this was fun. Looking forward to it. Yes, we will continue to do this every single week for all of you. Thank you so much for listening. For Ben Gretsch, I'm Adam Azer. Good luck in week one, everybody. We'll talk to you Sunday night.